Don't let the enemy fool you and trick you and, 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 and make you think that you, you messed up, you blew it, your life is over as you know it. You blew your, your opportunity, your chance, your best days have passed you. No, your best days are in front of you. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so, <laughs> amen. Jermaine, you can't call me Eddie Kane no more, man. You had to call Fifi Eddie Kane. You can't call me that no more. It's an inside joke. All right, I'm searching for this. Uh, thank you, Lord. All righty. I'm going to. Y'all ready for the word? Yes. Having a little technical difficulty up here. Oh, I think we have to flip that over, right, for me to control that. That doesn't look like my right screen for that. Righty. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, well, we're going to start. We're going to just dive right in. How about that? Amen. I'll just do the old-fashioned way. You, oh, Okay. Eddie Kane, got to flip it over. All right, let me try this again. We're going to begin and talk about the love of God. One of the one of the enemies to our faith is not understanding the love of God. <coughs> and we're going to jump into a scripture we left off with uh, last time in First Corinthians. Excuse me, First John four. All right, praise God. Why am I not seeing this? Okay. All right, there we go. Y'all just have to switch it for me. All right. And we have known, everybody say, we have known, and believed. Believed the love that God has for us. Just click it to the next one, and it'll fill that word in. Praise God. We've known and believed. Say, believe. The love that God has for us. See, as I said before, that some people think that the, the love of God is just basic. And then after you understand that, you move on to something deeper. Like it's the, it's the ABCs of Christianity. No, the love of God is the whole alphabet. It's A to Z, okay? And you, you, in your whole lifetime, you'll never fully comprehend the love that God has for us. But <coughs> God, <coughs> God's love for you is absolutely amazing. And see, we've known, okay, it's not just en enough to know it, and we, we need to grab a hold of it and know it, but then we've got to believe the love that God has for us. You may think this is basic. I it, and I, I tell you again, it's not. I had a minister recently share, share this with me after I, I taught the Word of God, and I was in my message, I was talking about the love of God, and at the end, um, a minister of the gospel came up to me and with tears in his eyes, and he said, I struggle believing that God loves me. And see, that's the enemy to your faith. 
Because when you believe the love God has for you, then, then you know that there's nothing that he won't do for you because he loves you. See, Romans 8.32, if you have your Bibles, look at this real, real quick. This is very powerful. He that did, that, that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. This is a very powerful verse. Romans 8.32. See, he didn't spare his son. He gave his, he gave his very best for us. He who did, did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. That includes you. Say, so that includes me. How shall he not with him? <clears throat> How many of you know you're with him? And he's never going to leave you, and he'll never forsake you. He's always with you. How will he not with him freely give you all things? All things are yours in Christ Jesus. All things are yours. Every, <clears throat> everything that Jesus has belongs to you. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. So, and we're going to go back into Romans chapter 8 in just a bit. But you've you got to believe that God loves you. Believe the love that God has for you. Let's make it personal. personal, personal. I believe the love that God has for me. Say that. Close your eyes and say, I believe that Jesus loves me. I mean, that, that's something that, that you can say over and over until it, it, it registers on the inside. He loves me because if I, if I know he loves me, there's nothing he won't do for me. He's going to give me the desires of my heart. He's going to see that my dreams come to pass. He wants my dreams to come to pass more than I do. <clears throat> God is love. It doesn't say that God is faith, though he has faith. It doesn't say God is power, even though he's all-powerful. But God is love. It's the essence of God. He is love. And he who abides in love, what kind of love? He's still talking about the same thing, the love that God has for you. When you abide in it, I'm getting excited up here. See, y'all waiting on the, <coughs> excuse me. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all waiting on the end. This is, man, you can get something right in the beginning. Man, I, I just got something right there. Abiding in love. See, because that's how, you know, when God says in, in John chapter 15 to uh, um, abide in the vine, and I am the vine, and you are the branches. Praise God. So, this is how you abide in Jesus, by abiding in his love. See, this is consistent with John 15. See, see this right here? He who abides in love is, abides where? In God, and God in him. See, you, you, see, this is the secret of abiding in God is abiding in his love. John 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. I am the vine and you are the branches. Thank you, Jesus. If you abide in me, 
See, abide, abide, abide. Abide in me and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. How do you abide in him? Abide in his love. So if you abide in his love and his words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it'll be done. <laughs> oh, man, I've never seen that before. That's awesome. Praise God. So abide in his love. Okay. Now let's look at uh, Romans chapter 5. And we're going to look at a couple verses here. There's my presentation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But God demonstrates his own love. This is God's very own love. It's not human love. God's love is unconditional. Now, some people think that God loves the sinner. Now, most churches, most Christians don't have a problem with that. They, they believe God loves the sinner, but they think he's hard on the Christian. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Like, when a, when a person is a sinner and they've, they've done a whole lot of stuff, maybe their own drugs, it's not that these things make a person a sinner. See, you're not a sinner because of what you do. You're a sinner because of how you were born. We, we were all born in sin because we inherited the sin nature from Adam. So you're not a sinner because of what you do. But I'm just giving you some, some manifestations of, of, of sin. And, and um, sometimes uh, manifestations of being a sinner, but these things don't make a person a sinner. But let's say somebody's on drugs and they're strung out, okay? Um, and they're, they're wonderfully set free. Anybody ever heard of uh, Smokey Robinson? You may not, may not know this story, but Smokey Robinson was strung out on, on drugs. He walked into church and was instantly delivered. I mean, not, not last week, but this is just la I mean, a, a while ago. Yeah, he's a believer. And I mean, he walked in and it was, it was all strung out, was instantly set free, delivered from drugs and, and, and all of that. Amen. There's all kind of wonderful stories that you, you won't hear all the time. A friend of mine ministered salvation to James Brown. That's a whole another story for another day. But, uh, yeah, don't have time to tell you about that. But it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that God has done. It's amazing stories of God's amazing love and grace. But let's say somebody's strung out, strung out on drugs, and, and uh, you tell them, hey, you come to Jesus, you're forgiven, you, your past <coughs> is washed away, it's nothing matters. Your past, past doesn't matter. By grace, you're saved through faith. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a gift of God. You don't earn it. You don't do anything. Well, I've done some bad things. It's not about what you did. Jesus took your sins on the cross. Thank you, Jesus is right, okay? And, well, what do I have to do? Don't I have to do anything. Just receive Jesus 
as your Lord and Savior. Old things passed away. All things become new. Did you have to do anything? You can't earn it. By grace you've been saved through faith. That, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. But some people believe that now once you're saved, now you've got to toe the line and God's going to be hard on you. You've got to make sure you read a certain amount of chapters in the Bible. You're going to have to read, pray a certain amount of time. You're going to have to toe the line. You're going to have to come to church every week. Don't miss like Fifi. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to be consistent. And, and so, so, now you take that person, <clears throat> remember that person that got saved? Okay. He didn't have to do anything. And we're good at telling people that. You don't have to do anything to deserve it. All right? But he comes back next week. Let's say he had a smoking habit and he was smoking weed. It's been, man, look, you're forgiven. But he comes back next week and he had weed in between the salvation Sunday when he got saved and the next Sunday. And then that's when everything flips for a lot of churches, a lot of ministers and ministries. They, they tell you, okay, now your past was forgiven, but now once you become a Christian, now you can't be smoking that weed. <laughs> now, I, uh, okay, stay to the end. Don't cut me off now. <laughs> I'm not encouraging weed smoking. I'm saying... The guy, he slipped. Okay, he still it, it has these habits even though his spirit is reborn, but he still has these habits. Okay, he, he, he still, um, he's still maybe cheating on his wife. Maybe he's got this affair that he was into before he got saved. Then when he got saved, he's still into the affair. Or he's fornicating. Or he's smoking crack. Or, I mean, he's just got bad habits. All right? He comes back the next week after he got saved, and now he said, okay, man, you can't act like that now. You're a Christian. You're a Christian now. You've got to stop that. And he said, well, I want to stop. So, but, but, you know, God, you're going to have to read your Bible. You're going to have to pray. Now, all these things are good. Now, some people think that what I'm talking about right now is heresy. It's not. But they, they, they think that now God's acceptance of you is based on your behavior. Whereas when you got saved, your salvation wasn't based on your behavior. But now that you're saved, now God's acceptance of you, God's love for you is based on your performance, on your, on your self-effort, whereas your salvation wasn't dependent on your self-effort. But now that you're saved, you've got to toe the line. Anybody ever heard that before or seen that? Sometimes they may not put it in those terms, but that's how it plays out. And so, but, but, so, so it's almost like they're saying, now that you're a Christian, God loves you less. God loves you less because you're not performing. And see, 
We use this verse right here that we're about to read as a salvation verse. And you can use it like that, but you know, he's really not addressing the sinner. He's really addressing the saved. Now, see, sometimes people will read this and they just stop right there. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And they stop. And they use that to get people saved. And you can do that, but he's really addressing the believer. You have to go on and, and, and read because this is a letter that was written, okay? And sometimes we uh, pull verses out of their context. But let's read it in the context. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Now, we get that part, but here's what we don't get. Much less than, no, much more. Having now been justified by his blood, in other words, you're saved. How are you justified? You, you justify based on what Jesus did on the cross and your acceptance of what Jesus did for you. He took your sins past, present, and future on the cross. Much more, having been justified, we shall be saved from wrath through him. But, but a lot of believers, a lot of churches, a lot of ministers act like it says much less than. Because, see, let's, let's back up. We were much better. We are much better now that we're justified by his blood than we were when we were sinners. Again, some people think, well, he loves you unconditionally. Be, and when you, when you come to Jesus, you're forgiven of all of your sins. All your past is forgiven because of God's love for you. Okay? But once you're saved, you've got to perform for God to love you. But see... We are better than we were before we got saved. In other words, we were dirty, no good sinners. We were spiritually dead. And God loved us. He demonstrated his love. And he certainly um, loved us unconditionally while we were sinners. When we were, when we were spiritually dead, he loved us. When we were deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. When we were ugly and wretched and, and no good, that's how we were. We were children of the devil. Not because of anything we did, but because we inherited that sin nature from Adam. We had, we possessed a sin nature. We were sinners by nature. And yet, he loved us anyhow. And if he loved us while we were sinners, what this is telling us is much more having been saved, he's not going to love us less. He's not going to base his love on our performance. Then it wouldn't be unconditional. It would be conditional. M much more having been saved, how much more is he going to love us? Hallelujah. Here's what Colossians 2, 6 says. Um, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, 
so walk in him. How did you, okay, so we're, we're supposed to walk in him the same way we receive Christ. How do we receive Christ? By grace through faith. It was our faith in his unconditional love and grace. We received Christ. It was unconditional. It wasn't based on our performance. So as we receive Christ by grace through faith, how are we supposed to walk? By our performance? No, the same way we receive, we receive Christ. So much more, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath. We're saved from God's wrath. We, God is no longer angry with us. He loves us, and it's not based on our performance. It wasn't based on our performance while we were sinners. He demonstrated his love, and it was based on his love for us. See, not our performance. It was based on his grace. So now that we're saved, it's still based on his grace. How much more does he love us unconditionally and not based on our performance? Verse 10 says more of the same. For if it, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved, delivered, healed, prospered. <laughs> Amen? It's all based on his grace. So should we read the Bible? Yes. Should we, we pray? Yes. Amen? Because, see, it's, but, but, but we're not doing it to earn his love or his acceptance. He loves you unconditionally. It's not based on how much you read and how much you pray. So I don't read the Bible and I don't pray to get him to approve of me, to be pleased with me, to love me to be accepted uh, or, or for me to be accepted by him. I read the Bible and I pray and I live right because he loves me, because he's accepted of me, because he approves of me and, and I'm just so in love with Jesus. My love for him is a reaction of his love for me. It's a re reaction to his amazing, incredible love for me. See, when you are forgiven much, you love much. And see, the problem with some people is they don't know how much they've been forgiven. They don't have a revelation of how much he loves us, what, what he did on the cross for us, and how he gave everything for us. Once you get a revelation of the cross and everything that Jesus did for you on the cross and how much you've been forgiven and all your sins have been forgiven, past, present, and future, when you understand what happened on that cross, man, you want to get into this word and just find out, just, just get more knowledge of God. And that's how you grow in grace by growing in, in the knowledge of him. You just want to know more and more and more and more and more and more about him. Amen. And then you, you grow in your, in your love, in your understanding of his love for you. 
you don't start with trying to love people. Because you can't, you can't love people in the natural. There, there are certain things you can't overcome except by the grace of God. And, and there's certain people you can't love except with the love of God. Huh? See, human love is you, you, you love people when they, they do good to you, then you do good to them. But the love of God, you can love people in, in spite of what they've done. Man, I mean, sometimes you ever looked at people and they've, they've been hurt by someone, but yet they can, they can still love that person? You can't do that in the natural You can't do that by trying. But just letting the love just flow out of you, just by abiding, abiding in his love. And guess what? I'm the vine, you're the branches, and the fruit, just like that, that, that the, the apple trees, ever seen an apple tree struggle? You ever walk by an apple tree, and, you, and if you listen real close, <coughs> trying to get that apple out. No, it's just from that life, flow okay it, it, it comes into the branches and the fruit comes effortlessly come on somebody so stop trying to bear fruit and just abide and man the fruit just comes out hmm and you begin to see people through Jesus' eyes, not through natural eyes. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Paul's praying this pr a prayer for the church of Ephesus. And we're picking it up uh, in the middle, towards the end of the prayer. And Paul's praying that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Man, when you're grounded. That's why I still have a house today. When the devil tried to set it on fire. Man, <laughs> Man that's an ongoing testimony. I keep telling it. Yeah, I get tired of hearing it. Well, I, I don't get tired of telling it. <laughs> the general contractor just shakes his head because when the subcontractors come out and they look at it, they all say the same thing. And the general contractor says, everybody says the same thing. They said they've never seen anything like it before. The Lord told me an angel put the fire out. And uh, one guy, I got it on, I got it recorded. He came in. I didn't rehearse him. I just, I was just, I, w I recorded a few of them when they, they came over and they looked at that hole. And uh, the one guy said, I don't know what put that fire out. I know what put it out. Praise God. How does that fit into this message? Well, my house, I, we still have it. One of the reasons why, because it's grounded. See, see, when, when it's something about grounding. I'm not an electrician, but when it's, it's grounded, they have, to, they have to make sure when they're building your house that uh, the electrician comes out and they, they, they've got to make sure that it's grounded. Because electricity is a tricky thing. 
Huh? Your house can burn up if it's not grounded. But God wants us to be grounded in his love. <laughs> what, what will happen if you're grounded in it? It doesn't make any difference, the storm or, or, or what strikes you, <laughs> what people say about you. They can talk about you like a dog. They can say lies on you. But when you're grounded in love, it's not going to affect you. Grounded. Listen, what kind of love is he talking about? Not, not your love, his love for you. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, how wide, the length, the depth, how deep is his love for us? What's he talking about? The width, the length, the depth, and height of his love. I mean, it's God's love is limitless. I get excited talking about it. There, it's limitless. And to know the love of Christ. Say the love of Christ. Love. Not the love for Christ. I'm full. I just, huh? I'm just full, man. The love of Christ, which passes knowledge, because I know where I'm going. Watch this. And you're talking about, when we talk about next year being the year of dreams, and next year being the year that your dreams will come to pass. I believe that. And some people say, well, you're just getting people hopes up. Hang on. I'm going to address that. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Man, you want to be walking around filled with all the fullness of God? Then get to know the love that God has for you. That's the key to being filled with all the fullness of God. See, because when you're filled with the love of God, when you're full of the love that God has for you, you fill with God. Because after all, God is, God is love. This is the secret of abiding. Say, it's the secret of abiding. Who? Somebody said, who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Not the love for Christ, the love of Christ, the love that Jesus has for you. Who can separate you from that? Who can, I think one translation says, who can put a wedge between you and the love that God has for you? Nobody, nobody can get in between. You, you and God are so connected. We abide and we 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 deep in it. We say I'm deep in it. Say I'm I'm interconnected. I am the branch. And I'm connected to the vine. 
I'm abiding in God. I'm abiding in my Father's love. I believe the love that my Father has for me. And can't nothing or nobody separate me from this love. What? What? Who? Tribulation? What you've been through in 2018? Distress? Anybody been hurt? Anybody had some disappointments? Anybody had some failures? Anybody made some mistakes? It's in the past. You think that stuff separates you? This covers everything. Anything that could have happened to you. Things didn't go your way. Things didn't go like you planned. Things didn't go like you expected. So, so, so tribulation, distress, persecution, famine. Paul went through a lot. Nakedness, peril, sword. Could any of this stuff separate us from the love of Christ? As it is written, for your sake we, <coughs> we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who we love. No, see, <coughs> it's not about your love for God. It's about his love for you. Because when you understand, listen, your reaction is you're going to love him back. Too, too many people, they're busy trying to love God, but they've never received the love of Christ. They never received the love of God. You can love him better when you receive his love. And in everything that you go through, you're more than a conqueror. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? You see a heavyweight fighter. Um, if you ever just follow boxing, you know that a heavyweight champion, to be a champion, they just don't fall up in the ring. Oh, is it fight day? I didn't know it was today. Uh, and they didn't do any training. No, they do a lot of training. They do, they jump rope and they hit the bag and they get up at dark 30 in the morning and, 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 and running, training, and sparring and for months and months and months to get ready for that big fight. They go through intense training, put their body through all kinds of stuff. And then finally they, they go into the ring. They go six, seven, eight rounds, and they finally they win, and they they hold they hold their, uh, their arm up. He's got a smile on his face. All that training was worth it. They give him the the belt, that big old belt of the heavyweight champion. Eventually, they give him a check. The mighty conqueror. He go he goes home, hands a check to his wife. She is more. More than a conqueror. She didn't do any training. She didn't do any of the work. But she reaped the benefit. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. 
He, he won the battle. He defeated the devil. And all we got to do is, is just demonstrate the devil's defeat. He said, I give unto you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You're more than a conqueror through him, through him who loves you. See, you see the importance of believing the love that God has for you? See, I, 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 I am persuaded. Glory to God, man. Woo! I'm so excited about this. See, this is how you become persuaded. See, when you're persuaded, can't nobody talk you out of it. Well, I don't know, Pastor. I, I've read these books, and I've been, uh, you know, people get deep. And that's the problem with people that get they. they they overthink stuff and they get intellectual and, uh, you know, you can't talk me out of this stuff because I've been walking in it for too long. I've seen God do things that could not, ha not happen any other way than God uh, bringing it to pass. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels <laughs> nor principalities nor, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Yes. Sound persuaded? I'm persuaded. I, whatever the devil might throw my way, things to come don't matter. Nor he's not done. No height nor depth, nor any other created thing. See, when you have experience with it, nobody can talk you out of it. Huh? And it'll last. Now, the devil can try to get you off on a side thing and make you think that, well, uh, he'll give you some stuff and, think, and make you think you don't need God. And he'll give you some stuff. His stuff is like a, is like a starter drug. And it'll lift you up a little bit. <laughs> He's like, whoa, man, I don't even need God. He'll take you up there. And he'll drop you. Humpty Dumpty, have a great fall. See, you, 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 see, don't don't fall for his tricks. Don't fall for his starter drugs. Stay abided, stay abiding. See, there's a. See, the devil is not he. He's tricky. He's not. He's not gonna. He'll get you with a. It's like a counterfeit. Nobody will go for a counterfeit three dollar bill. Because they don't look like the real. He'll make something look close to get you to fall for it. The devil is very tricky, and we shouldn't be ignorant of his devices. But see, when, when, you, when you're abiding, see, the, the results may not happen overnight, but you stay abiding, and you'll see the results. God guarantees the results. 
nor height, nor depth, any, nor any other created thing. That covers everything. Any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love, not for God, the love of God, the love that God has for you, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, what about, Pastor, you getting people's hopes up? You're talking about their dreams come to pass. You, you, you just, you're just getting people's hopes up. They're false hope. No, it's not a false hope. Not Bible hope. Bible hope is the, is the, is the confident expectation of good. Well, you're just setting up people for disappointment. I beg to differ because, see, this hope, I'm going to close with this. Now, hope does not disappoint. <laughs> you know why? Because the love of God, not for God, the love of God, the love that God has for me, I'm full of it. I'm filled with all the fullness of God who is love. This love has been poured out in my heart by the Holy Spirit. See, this is when you get a revelation of the love that God has for you, your confident expectation of good. This is not false hope. It's a confident, Bible hope is a confident expectation of good that is not going to end in disappointment. It's going to end in fulfillment and fruition of my dream because God's love is poured out in my heart. He loves me. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for me. How can it end in disappointment? How can it not happen? There's great things on the horizon for you. How will he not with him freely give you, freely, not something you work for, not something you earn, not something you deserve, freely give you all things. Every head body, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We're excited about your plans for our life, your plans.